<laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 214 on Monday the 17th of December 2012. I am your host Steve Layton and today I hope is a kind of one of the first Christmas presents that I, you're going to get something a bit special and unusual and interesting. But before we do that we should dive straight into the news! So, the classes, have, not the glasses, I don't know why I went for those, the glasses, classes have sold, most of them have sold out, there's a couple of places in a couple left of them, and um, we're very pleased with how they've gone, thank you very much for most of the support, because I know lots of you are in my muggers who are coming, um, so I, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting to meet people and see people, so yes. Yeah. More Brazils added this week. It is exciting. Like the Brazils coming through now are amazing. We have uh, a pump natural and natural combo going on. We've also got uh, the Canario from Inglaterra to come. Um, very exciting. So they will be in, in my mugs, but don't ask me when as I do not know. I have no idea. And in case you missed it, I added an Ethiopian natural woad to the site. Not last week, the week before. Uh, some of you may have kind of not captured it with your eyes. I'm not sure if it's going to be an in my mug. I need to hear enough love for naturals before I will uh, will make that decision because it's a funky one. The funky bus is properly in town on it and I know some of you love them and some of you absolutely hate them. So uh, I, I don't know yet. And anyway, that was the news! And it's now time for 20 seconds on and this week it's on Columbia. Okay, we should get this on. So, the Republic of Colombia comprises of 32 departments. The country is located in the northwestern part of South America, bordered to the northwest by Panama, the north of uh, the Caribbean Sea, to the east Venezuela and Brazil, and to the southwest Ecuador, Peru, and to the west of the Pacific Ocean. Coffee seeds arrived late in Colombia compared to other Latin American countries. And according to the That was 20 seconds on. So I didn't get a chance to tell you that according to historians, the first seeds came through Venezuela, through the Andes in 1723 uh, with the Jesuits, which I think I've told you about before, uh, but with a priest named Francisco Rome, 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 Romeo, Romerio, uh, and he's the one that's attributed to bringing coffee into Colombia. One person I thought was really cool. Um, and Colombian coffee really at that point didn't get exported a lot, they just drank it internally. Uh, and it wasn't really till about the 19th century that it started to be exported. And they were a powerhouse. I mean, Colombia were a powerhouse of coffee sale. Not so much now. And a lot of that is because of the problems that they're having with rain, with uh, weather, uh, and uh, with disease, so leaf rust. Um, but also, they're a very emerging country, and it's very difficult to get good stuff across. Anyway, that, that, that was far more than 20 seconds. Um, but it's time to talk about the coffee. So this coffee, uh, in the past, we wouldn't have seen. A co-op would have had it, and it just would have been all mixed in. But last year, they had a competition in the co-op, a like, very informal competition, where they tried to find the very best coffees from, from, from producers. Um, and uh, Alexis, the guy who grows this, Alexis Garnazio, I'm sure the pronunciation is horrible, but um, he was one of the, the, the superstars of this competition. Um, he has the tiniest holding in the world. It's one hectare. 
One hectare is very, very small, and it's near the village of La Vega, where he lives with his wife Diane and his one daughter. He produces around about a thousand kilos of parchment, which, once you've milled it, it's even less, um, which is around about 10 sacks of coffee, 10, 12 sacks of coffee. Um, and uh, we bought over half of it. The rest of it would not be passed as micro quality. So what, you, what they would do, they would cup it and they will pick off what is a micro lot of quality and what isn't. The rest of it would just get sold off as a poorer grade, poorer quality. So this is a tiny, tiny nano lot, the ickliest of lots. And this is the best of what he's done. Um, like most Colombian coffees, it's fully washed in underwater in a big tank for around about 15 hours and then laid out to dry in the sun on a mixture of raised beds and patios. Um, and that process takes around about 50 hours. Um, this is a very special very rare limited edition coffee from a very special producer. Uh, on the website, it's going to retail for £10 a bag. But it's Christmas, and I wanted to share with you a little gift, a little present, a little thank you for all of your support. Uh, and you deserve to have this amazing coffee because you're amazing people and you let me do this craziness every week. So thank you. So the numbers the farmer is Alexis uh, Garazio. Uh, the farm name is La Vega. It's one hectare of land uh, at an altitude of 1,600 metres in the region of Huila, in the municipality of Tarqui, and uh, in the location, again, as I said, the village of La Vega. Um, the varietal, it is Katura. It's a fully washed, sun-dried, fermented for 15 hours, dried uh, for 50 hours uh, from uh, a producer that's wife is Diane Guterres, and he has one daughter. Lots of figures and lots of numbers. We managed to find out quite a bit about this coffee, but with a lot of detective work, it's been it's been very good. Um, but what should we should do now is the map bit. It's the map bit. No expense spent. It's the map bit. So here we are. We're going to go up, 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 and across. Do you know which way? Which way do we normally go? That's right, we go across the Atlantic Ocean. And we're going to Colombia. So, Colombia, you can see Panama just to the north there, Venezuela to the uh, east, and uh, below you've just got um, uh, Peru and Brazil. But we're interested in Huila, so we're going to go into Huila and we can see uh, Pitalito and Operapa, but again, we're more interested in La Vega, so we're going to go zoom down to La Vega. Now, the coordinates I've got, very sketchy and unfortunately the google earth isn't as uh, as close as i would like but that gives you a rough idea of where la vega is so that was the map bit i wonder what cleverness roland's daft fact will bring this week roland roland's daft fact of the week Stephen said that Alexis was quite unusual only having one hectare of land, but 36% of producers in Colombia have one hectare or less, 12% have five hectares, and the remaining have over 20 hectares. So he's not saying much on his own, is he, Stephen? You don't know everything. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Ouch! I think I've just been schooled. I think I've just had my... Yeah, been put in my place and told how little I know. It's a very interesting fact that 36% of the people have less than one hectare. 12% 
five hectares, which is a very small farm size still, and, and the remaining 46 have over 20, but they're owned by normally big organisations or, uh, you know, kind of families of old. So it was very interesting. Uh, the, 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 the breakdown there so uh, Wheel of Death before we do it if you have any messages like loved ones birthdays partners you know who watch these things and kind of, you know, let me know very happy to put some messages up here I kind of forgot to use the chalk but chalkboard a bit recently so um, yeah so uh, we need to take off what did we have last week was it a Cortado by Cortado you were nice I liked Cortado and we're replacing it with a Lungo which I don't like but I don't get to choose. So, Wheel of Death, where it goes, nobody knows, and nobody cares. Cupping. Oh, 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 yes. Yes, that makes me very happy. We like cupping. Um, so, I will bring in a cupping bowl, and I will cup this, and talk about what we do when we cup. So, uh, whack you on pause, going to go and make the drink, get the cupping bowl. I like it. That's made me quite happy. Um, and I'll be back with you in just a second. Okay, so I'm back. Gonna dive straight into the espresso. Now with the espresso, what I get lots of, or oh, big time, is maltiness. So that kind of, and I use the descriptor Horlicks again, and if you don't know what Horlicks is, I apologize, you should go get some Horlicks. Um, but it is, it's multi, like a multi drink. It's sweet and it's creamy as well, so it kind of all fits into that. But that is just one multi-cup. Uh, let's go into milk. Sweet, sweet. Works. You know, it's, it's, I, I have a problem with milk at the moment. Hello, my name's Steve Lightning. I don't like milky drinks very much at the minute. But it's fine. It's good. You know, it's, it's, it's as I would expect. Um, the espresso is far better though. I've got a little bit left in the espresso, get rid of the milk taste. Actually, drinking espresso probably isn't the best preparation for cupping. I'm not going to show you how to cup and I'm not going to tell you how to. There's a brew guide on it, I'm going to put a link on the screen. Go, go watch that. Like that will show you everything you need to know about how to cup. Um, why do we cup? Well, the reason to cup is for quality. So when I'm drinking, I'm drinking and it's very difficult to assess. It's very difficult to go, oh, this is a good coffee, this is this, this has this in it, if you're just drinking it. Um, whereas this gives us a chance to assess it, to look at it, um, and to come up with a, you know, what we think of the cup. So I'm going to get my cupping spoon, and then just go. <sighs> By sucking it in and covering the tongue with the, with the liquor, you get the flavours all over the tongue and you end up with a more magnified kind of opinion of the coffee. I remember cupping this in Colombia and falling in love with it, big time. But you can't make buying decisions in Colombia, so then I brought it home and cooked it here and loved it, big time. What do I get? Super clean. It is so, so clean. And that's the great thing about a good processed Colombian is they can be so sharp and transparent and, and, and it really is, you kind of, you get to see right into the coffee. The sweetness is brown sugar. It is full of brown sugar. Brown sugar! Is it just me that hears the Rolling Stones every time I say brown sugar? But um, 
it is got the maltiness that you see in the espresso in there too, but it's it's a little bit more toned down than it is in the espresso. There's some chocolate. Um, it's super sweet. It's a it's an amazing coffee. I'm not just, I know I say every week, I come on here and I go, these amazing coffees. That's because we find the amazing coffees. There's lots of bad coffee out there. We don't buy those ones because they're for other people to buy, not for us. Um, you know, these are special, interesting coffees and I, and I, I think it's really good. Um, this is something I really want to build on next year uh, and, and I really want to work with Alexis again. Um, so, yes. Uh, so, uh, what we should do now, it's time to go on the Pinboard of Doom! Doom! And uh, I'm going to show the, the, a range of pictures on the screen now, but this is from Colin Morgan, and Colin has been a supporter of In My Mug since the start. We, we love Colin, um, uh, and I'm trying to think of Colin's wife's name. I'm really sorry, Mrs. Colin, um, but um, always been a great supporter of what we do. Uh, think I'm a bit mad which is a fair assessment. Um, but this is Colin's dog watching me on the laptop. Uh, people say to me, who watches your shows? And I go, you know, intelligent, clever, smart people and dogs. So thank you, Colin, very much for that. And now it's time for Descriptors Game! Oh, stop now. Descriptors Game! So this week's descriptor skirt, and there is there were there were two again. Thank you to the two of you that did, but more people should. But I picked out this one for two reasons. One, it's because it's Andy, and I haven't heard from Andy for a while. Andy Reid, um, a long-time subscriber, and Andy used to we used to talk a lot. Um, just because he got a same name as a Sunderland player at the time. No, no, he was. Uh, but we we talked like I haven't heard from Andy for for quite a while. But he's also he's put it through the In My Mug app, and you can watch this. On the In My Mug app, it's on the uh, iTunes store if you have a, a an iPhone, I Apple device. And um, yes, it's, it's a good way to watch it. And he commented through there and he said, very sweet, great acidity, real citrus fruit, reminding me of Starburst sweets. So Andy, please drop me an email and I will send you your um, descriptor scale badge. And that was descriptor scale. Yeah, we will, I'll stop, I'll stop. So now it's time for the staff clip. So, as I said, uh, the staff clip has been, um, uh, we're going back around again, uh, because we only have so many staff, we, we don't have millions, um, and this time it's Chris, and uh, I don't know why Chris got this, this one, but uh, yeah, tell us about the future, Chris. This is Vision of the Future. I have looked into my crystal ball, and I have seen that in around about a week and a half, people shall celebrate the birth, the birth of Christ. This is vision of the future. How does he do it? Let's see whether it comes true. So, um, uh, time to wrap up. Uh, thank you very much for joining me as always. I do hope you enjoyed it. I do hope you like the coffee. The coffee is something special and I hope that you can savour it and maybe some of you will be drinking it at Christmas and uh, just think of us a little bit. So, uh, uh, until next time, life is too short for bad coffee. <laughs>